This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. You've carried your baby for nine months around the clock. You've done the heavy lifting of pregnancy and the even heavier lift of birthing your baby. And now comes the easy part, your reward for all that hard work bonding with your brand new baby. Or is that the easy part? While bonding lasts a lifetime, it doesn't always happen in a single magical moment. We expect the experience we see on TV. You know, the heavens open up, angels sing. Your baby feels as though she were born in your arms. That's how comfortable you feel holding her. She looks up at you. Your eyes lock in a heady gaze. 
and you're a mom in love. And for some moms, that's exactly how it happens, instantly, magically. But for a lot of moms I've talked to, it goes more like this. After a long labor and delivery, you're physically and emotionally drained. A wrinkled, puffy, red-faced stranger is placed in your arms and she won't stop crying. Sure, you're relieved that it's over, but over the moon, you're just not feeling it or feeling much of a connection to your baby at all. The truth is, bonding is not a one-size-fits-all experience. Every woman is different, and every bonding experience is different, and most of the time, normal is what's normal for you. So Emma's here with me, and she had her own unique bonding experience that I'm sure many of you moms out there and dads can relate to. So Emma, what were your expectations? You played with dolls until you were, I think, 14, no judgment, no judgment. No judgment at all. You were born to be a mom, much more so than, than I think I was. So what were your expectations and what ended up being your reality? Well, first of all, it's really comforting to know that my mom isn't sure she was born to be a mom. <laughs> well, I may, I've more than made up for it Absolutely. since then, but for, so, the yeah. record, for the record. For the record, It's funny because, I mean, I, I kind of assumed I would be a mom, but I never actually you know, set my sights to it. Yeah, it was something like that did. was going to happen eventually. You're like, eh. And then, but when it happened, I had never held a baby before. It was not something that I was necessarily prepared for. How about you? For me, it was a little bit of a tough experience because I had literally the whole world rooting for me. And I felt like I was running a marathon with people like high-fiving me the whole entire way. My pregnancy <laughs> with Lennox was announced in Times Square. Yeah, It was on all the news tickers at the bottom of like CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, everywhere. Daily, everyone was covering my pregnancy. It's a lot of pressure, especially when it's your first pregnancy. Because you, you were the baby who started what to expect, right? Your mom was what to expect. It, it, it had kind of come full circle. I thought when I gave birth, it would be like a Hallmark movie. I would look beautiful. First of all. It was not a good time when I was giving birth. It was not a Hallmark movie. <laughs> My expectations, I guess, were not fulfilled. With Lennox, I fell in love pretty fast. I was like, wow, I love this baby. But then my whole experience with breastfeeding kind of took me away from that. One of the my favorite stories about Lennox's birth, and I don't even think I heard this until later, but the nurse handed you Lennox and you had this like panicked look on your face and said, what do I do now? And she said... Just love him. That's my favorite story of all I time. I know. I love that. I said, what do I do? What do I do? She's like, just love him. And I did. And if there was ever the right thing said to somebody yep. in a moment, that was I it. Totally it was agree. So I totally perfect. agree. It was so perfect. And and that, that sort of helped you make that connection. I kind of could breathe. Yeah. Because all you really have to do is love your baby. But mm -hmm. does that always happen? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So with your your second baby, with Sebi, you were so excited, you know, about the pregnancy with Simon. Well, because I had a, a man that I was in love with who was a partner. It was a yeah. completely different experience. And so, but ironically, was it a better experience? The pregnancy, yes. Mm-hmm. But then I remember Sebastian came five weeks early. Mm -hmm. So during my labor, I was freaking out. 
not only because I was concerned about my older son feeling like I was ruining his life, but also the fact that something could be wrong with my baby. He's coming way too early. So I was stressing about that. I wasn't having the opportunity to fully like embrace what was happening. You were across the damn country on a plane back, but we made it back at 10 centimeters. We did it. I literally had like all these things, all these obstacles. So I remember so clearly when they gave me the baby and they put him in my arms, I was literally thinking, okay, can someone take him away? I I don't want to hold him. I don't want him. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. That's a really horrible experience. You didn't feel that same. I didn't. Did you cry with Lennox? Did you I cried happy with both cry? of them, but I think that was just like a natural body reaction to pushing out a giant head. Yeah, Sebby's. But when he was born, you didn't feel that much of anything? I didn't feel that initial bond that I think Mm -hmm. that I was expecting to feel. And it was my second rodeo. So I knew, I guess, eventually I would feel it. But in that moment, I was like, can I do backsies? I don't know. <laughs> and, and then they actually took him because he was a preemie. I was relieved in a sense because I didn't have to hold him and take care of him. Because his lungs weren't fully developed, they brought him to the NICU. And I think that was also detrimental to my bonding experience because I didn't get that skin to skin. I didn't get that exactly. one-on-one feeling with him where it was just like the two of us, even though he's been in me for seven months, we had that bond. But the second he was out of me, that bond like evaporated. Mm -hmm. Every mom responds differently to the birth of her baby. And truthfully, like I don't happy cry. So I didn't cry when any of the babies were born. Not mine, not yours. I didn't cry when you got married. I was super happy, but I didn't cry. But what about your emotions? Okay, that's a very different situation. I'm a crier. I'm a happy crier. I cried, but it was more like a whale. Like, FML help me kind of cry. Like, I don't know. I don't want it anymore. Mom, it wasn't like a happy cry, which you see a lot of people, you know, on TV or movies when they give birth, they're happy crying. It's like a beautiful, organic moment. And mine was like a FML moment. Honestly. Also, you you had this fear all throughout your pregnancy with Sebi that you were going to ruin Lennox's life. Lennox was five already. You had spent so many years alone with him, and here comes another baby. So how did that affect your bonding with Sebi? I was a single mom for a long time. I didn't have a great relationship with my ex-husband. When we were married, he was never home. So I, right. Lennox was like my best friend, my partner in life, my partner in crime, everything. So for me, I think it was a little different than maybe other moms because we had this super intense bond. I had met my current husband, my forever husband, only three months after we met, we got engaged. A few weeks later, I got pregnant. I got pregnant after knowing him for four months. And so Lennox got thrown into this, and then he got thrown into that. And even though Simon's literally the best husband and father in the universe. So honestly, I was feeling an immense guilt about what I was doing to him. Although in the end, it turned out that it was the best thing that's ever happened to him. When I was having horrible postpartum depression, it was not good. And didn't you feel like you were letting Simon down? This was his first baby, and he wanted to celebrate. He was so happy. He was bonding with the baby. That was probably, for me, the hardest thing, because all I wanted my entire life was to have this happy, 
close-knit, perfect little family, and I finally had it, and I didn't care, and I felt so guilty because he was over the moon. He was taking care of the baby when I didn't want the baby near me. He was changing diapers. He got up with the baby. I was just want to sleep. My rock bottom point was when we were driving and I said to myself, if we crash and I die, I'm happy. I don't care. That mm. was my rock bottom. That's that's postpartum depression. That for was horrible. You. Yeah, I yeah. had horrible postpartum depression. But and that compl- that complicates the whole bonding. Absolutely. Picture. But I think that it was embarrassing that I had had this wish my whole entire life and I got it. And then I didn't appreciate it. And that's yeah. also feels bad when you don't appreciate something that people would kill for. People want babies. Mm-hmm. And then I have this other baby that I conceived naturally in Vegas. What happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. No, it does not. And I had it and it it just wasn't what I wanted in that moment. And it was awful. And it was embarrassing. I felt I felt embarrassed that I didn't feel a bond. Everyone kept asking on Instagram, like, oh, my gosh, you must be so happy. Your baby's here. My gosh, how happy are you? How much do you love him? You know, it's a, social media is a mixed blessing because it gives you that support when you need it, but it also increases the pressure that you already have too much of. Absolutely. But, you know, looking back, what do you wish you knew about bonding with your babies? I think that to know that it does get better, it's not permanent. I was so far gone and... You know, with my first one, I think that if I had a magic ball to look into the future and say, Emma, you'll be okay, I think I would have trusted that. But with mm-hmm. postpartum depression, you can't. You can't. You're not thinking you're rationally. Not you. Yeah, you're not rational. No. So, and it's not your fault. None it's of not this your is your fault. fault. No, and I, I can say that you do come out the other end. Those clouds do pass. And I finally met my baby when he was around five, six weeks. And it was the best meeting of my life. And by by meeting, you mean that you actually made that love connection. I made that love connection. And now looking at him, he's just turned two. And I'm like, I love you so much. I want to eat you. And and I did get that feeling, which I didn't have. Moms feel guilt for everything. But I feel guilt now because I, I hated him. You have to give up the guilt. You of have course. to let it go. But will you really ever? No. No, oh, that's true. It comes with the mom. It's in the mom job description. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm guilty for everything. I think you said that bonding, it's not a marathon, right? This is what I've gathered. When it comes to bonding, it's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's a jog, you know? Sometimes, a jog. Sometimes it's a brisk walk, you know? Or a stroll. A stroll. A, a leisurely stroll. But you'll get there eventually, you know? And I think it's also important to keep in mind that there's not really a finish line because like everything in parenting, it's a process. You know, it's a process that takes a lifetime. There's ebbs and flows and ups and downs. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're breaking down what to expect when you're bonding with your baby. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. 
The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to, from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Okay, mom, so these are the biggest questions about what to expect when it comes to bonding. Can you explain bonding physiologically and psychologically? So Mother Nature does help you become a mom in a lot of obvious ways, but in a lot of ways she can leave you hanging. That hormone, oxytocin, you may have heard of that, it's pretty standard issue. It's the, the love hormone, the bonding hormone. 
And in theory, that should do the trick. So it's all physiological, right? So out pops a baby, in floods the maternal love, and all of those instincts you've heard about. Dogs and puppies know exactly what to do. Lion moms and cubs know what to do. So aren't those instincts supposed to kick right in? That's what we hear. It's incredible how in nature it seems to be so so easy and precise, but in humans, it's a little more complicated. So this love hormone, oxytocin, your body makes it during pregnancy and especially after delivery, and sometimes they give you a shot of it to help speed the contractions of your uterus after birth so it can come back down to size. And in theory, it's supposed to open your heart as soon as your baby is on your chest and fill it all the way up to the brim with love, right? That's what we always hear. But emotional and physical factors can obviously interfere with that love connection. So if you have a traumatic delivery or an emergency C-section, or maybe you had an early birth that you just weren't prepared for, and baby has to be rushed to the NICU, or maybe you're just not feeling it because you're tired and you're overwhelmed, That was certainly the case with me. And bonding ultimately happens, but it takes different forms and it follows different timelines. So it's different different ways of expressing your emotions. You know, even if you have those emotions right away, you're not necessarily going to express them in the same way. We're conditioned to expect things to happen, to go down with a happy cry, with the flood of love and instincts, but it, it doesn't necessarily happen the same way in different moms. Okay, so what happens if you can't bond right away with your baby? What if they have to go to the NICU or you have an issue delivering and you need some medical attention? What happens Mm -hmm. then? And that happens a lot. 12% of births in the U.S. are preterm, but also babies who are full-term can end up in the NICU, you know, especially after a C-section. So for whatever reason that you can't be together right from the start. And it could just be that you're so, so tired that you need somebody to take your baby just for a minute so you can get some rest. But there's plenty of time to make up for that. There's a lifetime of loving ahead of you. And a late start doesn't mean that you've necessarily lost that opportunity any more than a head start. Like I had that head start. I snuggled you at my breast and And it still didn't necessarily seal the deal right away. But, and what's great now, instead of just being holed up in their isolate, babies in the NICU are, once they're stable, are able to do skin to skin. Even the tiniest little preemies can do kangaroo care. If you keep your baby close to you and snuggle your baby, and that's whether the baby is preterm or full-term, it doesn't matter, that skin-to-skin contact is so beneficial. It helps baby grow and develop. It leads to better sleep and better feeds. So that's something you can do at any point. And it may take more effort if your baby's in the NICU or you're not together right from the start, but it can definitely happen and it will happen. I promise you it will happen. So how can bonding start before the baby is born? How can you get a little head start on that action? So the great thing that we know now, we didn't always know this. Once in a while, I would feel completely stupid talking to my belly when I was pregnant with you. 
But the interesting thing is that babies can hear from the six months in utero. So when you talk to your baby or you sing to your baby, they hear voices that are outside of you, outside the uterus. So they'll hear dad talking. They'll hear an older sibling talking. They'll hear the damn neighbor's dog barking. And as a result, babies are accustomed to the sounds that they've heard in their environment. So if your baby has heard, you know, sirens screeching all the time because you live in New York City like you did, they don't startle as much as babies who have never heard them before, who live in like a peaceful little country village. But you can start bonding with your baby by rubbing your belly. Your baby can actually feel that and they might even respond with a little kick. And when you feel your baby kick, you know, just give that little foot or that little butt, a little massage. I used to do that, and that little massage. Yeah, yeah, it's so cute. And that's the beginning of bonding. It's the beginning of bonding for an older sibling. If they rub your belly or talk silly to the baby, that's the beginning of bonding for them too. That's important to keep in mind uh, that even from the very start, you can get close to your baby, make that love connection. I think a lot of moms feel pressured to do the extra stuff, you know, the super stimulating extra stuff, but it's really First about time the moms. basics. Yeah, but it's but it's so not about that. It's about the basics. It's about the skin to skin. It's about snuggling and cuddling. It's about all kinds of touch. Massage, baby massage is a great way to relax your baby, but also to relax you when you feel stressed. And talking to your baby, singing to your baby, just like you did when you were pregnant, and even reading to your newborn. A lot of people say, read to a newborn. Newborns don't understand what you're reading. Well, neither do bellies, but it's good for both of you. It helps develop that bond, as well as the love of reading. Ultimately, that's the goal. Wearing your baby. There's actually research that shows that babies who are worn more cry less. And I would say the reverse is true, that their moms cry less because they're having that close connection that soothes your baby because your baby's used to hearing your heartbeat in utero. But research has actually shown that it minimizes postpartum depression. It's not necessarily a treatment for postpartum depression, but it can definitely help. Another way to bond with your baby right from the start is eye contact. That's so simple. Just looking at your baby instead of your phone, P.S., can make all the difference because your baby is looking. Your baby is looking back at you and not necessarily responding. That's what makes bonding initially so challenging for lots of moms. And we heard the mom who said until they started to form personalities, or I've heard a lot of the time when my baby started smiling, that's when I started to feel that connection. Because it's really hard to connect with a little someone who just makes all kinds of demands, but never actually responds in any way besides crying. And once they start making those connections with their eyes, by cooing, by smiling, that can make really all the, all the difference. What are some ways that a dad can bond with their baby? Well, in fact, it's all the same ways. For dads, Pregnancy is more of an abstract concept, even more than it is for us. And it's pretty abstract for us, right? We're carrying a baby around for nine months, but, you know, you feel it kick, those kinds of things. But it's really hard to believe there's a baby inside of you. You know, when you see the ultrasounds, yeah, maybe so, but it's a stretch. And then for dads who don't do 
that heavy lifting, who don't feel the kicks from within. They feel them on the outside, but it's not the same. Definitely not the same. It becomes harder to do bonding until they do that initial skin to skin. And I got to tell you, there is nothing that a mom can do that a dad can't do just as well, if not better, given the opportunity. And skin to skin right from the start is the first of many, many, many opportunities because dads release oxytocin. Few people realize this, but dads experience hormonal changes during pregnancy. So they experience the surges in estrogen and the drop in testosterone. And that is nature's way of bringing out the nurturer and the male of the species. It happens all throughout the animal kingdom. It's partially the hormones, but it's also getting close with your baby, the snuggles, the talking, the singing, the eye contact. That helps dads release that oxytocin, that bonding hormone. My husband said that he knew I was pregnant, but until he like saw his child being born, it didn't hit him. It didn't click. And unfortunately, because Sebastian went to the NICU, Simon wasn't even allowed to hold him yeah. for a few days. But when he did, he was so excited to do skin to skin. But he got to experience that and, you know, bond with him and that bond with him. And that was really special. So I think that's really important to do. Dads can bond with the best of the moms. He bonded better than I did. Yeah. And <laughs> in fact, your father did as well. But it just it shows the power of dad's bonding potential that it's not just moms who can bond with their babies, far from it. But also people who adopt their children, they bond with their babies. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily matter if you gave birth to the baby. Exactly. And it can happen at birth or it can happen, you know, you adopt your baby when your baby's three months old, you can still bond. And when we come back, it's Help Me Heidi. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> 
bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. And now it's time for Help Me Heidi, where I'll answer your pressing pregnancy and parenting questions. No holds barred, no filter allowed. TMI, no such thing. We're all moms here, or dads. And chances are, if you have this question, other parents do too. You are not alone. Emma, who needs help today? Okay, so this comes from a brand new mom who says she's struggling to bond with her brand new little one. Girl, I feel you. She writes, I just had my baby, a baby that I was so looking forward to having, and I totally don't feel like a mother to her. I'm certainly not bonding with my baby like I thought I would. Well, this definitely could have been me. I I think it was me. I remember coming home from the hospital, walking through the front door of our little apartment with you in my arms, and suddenly realizing... They gave me this baby to take home. Why would they do that? What were they thinking? And I was looking around for the instructions and I couldn't find them. I hadn't written the book yet. I remember my first Mother's Day so vividly. Emma, you were about a month old, maybe a little bit less. And we went out to brunch with the grandparents. And I realized suddenly, wait a second, this is Mother's Day and I'm a mother too. But it was such a disconnect. It was so strange. It was so implausible. I saw my mother as a mother. I saw my mother-in-law as a mother. But what about me? Why did I not feel like a mother? So I feel this, Mom. Sometimes it's a matter of of experience or, of course, lack of it, which was definitely the case for me. You got to remember, this is the only job and definitely the hardest job that you get no training for, zero training for. Boom. Baby's dropped in your arms, and you're suddenly supposed to know exactly what to do and how to do it. Now, sometimes moms who have had a lot of experience with babies because they're older siblings or they have nieces or nephews or they did a lot of babysitting, they feel more comfortable grabbing the mommy mantle, but not me because I never did any babysitting. And in fact, the first time I held a baby in my arms was the first time I held Emma in my arms. And it takes time. Sometimes it just takes time. It's a process. Getting to know your baby is a process. Starting to get your baby, knowing 
what each cry means and how to tell the difference and how to respond. Because at first they all sound the same. All those cries sound the same, but they all mean something different. And that's something you start to get. And then you start feeling confident breastfeeding or burping or rocking. And you start getting your mom legs. And even if it's love at first sight, at first snuggle, and especially if it isn't, and if you don't click instantly for whatever reason, and there are lots of reasons why you might not make that instant love connection, it can take weeks to feel legit as a mom. That crumbling of confidence can leave you feeling less than, especially because there's so much pressure on us to feel something more than. Even though to your baby, and this is true, to your baby, you're the best mom he or she has ever had. Really, literally. As long as you feel a gradually deepening connection, you're starting to feel attached a little more, day by day, night after night, you will get there. And before you know it, you will be rewarded by that first smile, that first coup meant just for you. And that will tell you all you need to know. While you're waiting for that love connection, wear your baby. Do skin to skin with your baby every chance you get. Both of these release the bonding hormone that we talked about, oxytocin. Make eye contact with your baby. And like I always say, and this is my best advice of all, stop and smell the baby because they don't smell that sweet forever. And you'll suddenly, if you stop and you pause and you just look in your baby's eyes, you'll suddenly realize that baby in your arms is actually yours. Now, that said, if you don't feel gradually more connected, if you feel deeply anxious or, or if you feel sad or angry or disconnected with your baby, call your doctor or midwife or the pediatrician and get screened for postpartum depression or another postpartum mood disorder right away. Don't wait. For me, it was close to six weeks before I could look at myself in the mirror and actually see a mom. And even then, because, well, there was colic involved, it took me a lot longer to look in the mirror and see a mom who actually loved being a mom. So give yourself and your baby time and definitely cut yourself a lot of slack. Lower that bar then lower it some more. Don't put pressure on yourself to perform as a mom. There's way too much pressure on moms anyway. Remember, there is no such thing as a perfect mom, only human moms, which we all are. Ooh, baby love, my baby love, I need you, oh how for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at what to expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. 
What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Kris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.